Welcome, my friends, to Scry Me a River, the MTG advice podcast. That's advice in inverted commas. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. This week, Dennis, with a special guest all the way from the Canuck Republic. <laughs> it is a very good friend from British Columbumblia. It's from the from the from the town of Victoronia. It's Adam Survidan. Adam, oh thank God. you for joining you us. Just, yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> you had to hit me with Got it. paid on every street yeah. on that one. Wow. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Riley. Hi, Dennis. Thanks for having me. I'm actually, like, for some reason, super excited to do this show, despite that introduction. Um, I love picking on Adam because he is one of the kindest, one of the most gentle, <laughs> gentlest yes. souls I've ever met. But he's also five meters tall and, you know, built built like a, a, a brick brick and uh he's huge mm-hmm. but it's really fun to pick on him because he, you you feel invincible even though he's so big it's, i love it <laughs> i've never i've never thrown a punch at another human being in my entire life okay well that that begs the question adam what, he'll, kick you your teeth in, what? he'll kick your teeth in though no problem <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> yeah, he's all legs yeah, all yeah. kicks no punches oh dear anyway yeah we're going to answer your questions this week, my friends. We've had so many people get in touch on Twitter, of course, uh, with with questions for all of us. Less of an advice podcast this week, and more of a sort of AMA, which we're very, mm. we, which we're more than happy to uh, to get across. But if you want to add your question to the pile, we're hoping to have more guests on in the future. Maybe we'll just sort of press gang Adam into being on the show every week, Dennis. I like the sound of that. Oh, so yeah, just yeah, we'll just bully him in by getting <laughs> yeah. him in, getting him in the sneak him into the first episode. Well, I, yeah. do, I do have a bullyable face. So. Wow, <laughs> that is a, a reference to when. <laughs> Adam once referred to one of our, my colleagues, Jeff, as having a bullyable face, <laughs> who I know listens to this podcast. Uh, hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Oh, poor Jeff. Anyway, so we're going to get across. Uh, we're going to get across the questions you've submitted. And if you want to, if you want to throw your 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 the proverbial hat into the proverbial ring for next week, of course, please do submit those questions at Riley Greer Tower is the best place to do that. If you're feeling sorry for Dennis and want to just give him some correspondence at Stranjack, and if you or want you to really like being confusing, confuse yeah. Adam, yeah, <laughs> what is at it? Wake Up Super, at Wake mm-hmm. Up Super, yeah. Um, now, Adam. You claim to be never scared on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And then one this time... This is like gonna, one of the gonna, first things that you talk to me about. I'm going to out you here, buddy. I'm <laughs> going gonna, gonna to out you because one time... Where, where were we? We were in Seattle. Yeah. And we sat down to, to draft some Battle Bond, right? Yeah. And uh, we were like, oh, let's open a Will and Rowan. It's like, what would, hang on a bit. What would happen if our, one of our opponents opened Will and Rowan, right? And, and you were like, oh, no, I wouldn't like that. I'm like, oh, how, how would it make you feel? Would you be scared? He's like, yeah, of course I'd be scared. I'd, I wouldn't lose. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Jacques. <laughs> Yeah, you really got, got him. You really got me. Yeah, yeah. Health the only thing been, that scares Adam, I've been exposed. Is Will and Rowan and Will Bond. And, yeah. Exactly right. Exactly. Got him. Anyway, let's get your take on this one. This is a question from Ryan Chen here. So, I was really excited to hear that you guys got Adam to be on the show this week. It was a huge coup. Uh, my question is not fully magic related, but hopefully, it's still interesting enough. I'm curious to know how the three of you balance magic or slash magic being, being magic personalities with your personal relationships. It seems like even though it's your profession, it also tends to bleed into your hobbies and free times as well. Do you find it hard to find a, a good balance or define proper boundaries, or have you all found a system that works relatively easily? I feel like I'm pretty useless at relationships myself, but I figured it could be good information to know, especially for those in the community who aren't relationship-challenged. So uh, we're, we're all in – the three of us are all in relationships, and mm-hmm. we probably all have different sort of approaches. So, Adam, so how do you deal – because you stream, you're playing games a bunch of the time. That's, that's got to have an impact on your, on your personal life. Um, are we talking like relationships, like purely romantic or like are we talking friendships as well? I guess both is fun. Let's do both. Um, okay. So for relationships, uh, my current girlfriend, um, she's a nurse. So 
our schedules don't actually line up ever. <laughs> so it's, it, it works <laughs> oh, out no. in that, like I, cause I work like almost all day, every day. And then she'll be on nights sometimes, or like she'll work long, um, long shift work as a nurse. So, um, it's been hard. Like, I think it's just hard for everyone. I think everyone assumes that everyone else is really good at relationships when nobody really yes. is. You know what I mean? Mm. Like mm. I, I find that that's a common misconception is that people are just so willing to, and I'm not saying that the person asking this question is doing that, but using it as an excuse, you know what I mean? Like it's hard work for everyone. Like me, Adam Savadan is like the world's biggest introvert. Like all I want to do on any given day is be alone. <laughs> like, mm. like I want to spend all this time. Like I'm so much happier, like completely in solitude. Oh, well, wow. sorry, dude. Wow. You know, what, I mean, Ryan, sorry you're, to drag you're, 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 like the you're kind of like that too. Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's like, I do like, I, I like doing stuff like this, but just, and then I know that my default state, it's selfish mm. of me to do that. Right. Yeah. Because I, I can relate to this a lot because as, Dan, as Dennis says, I'm actually secretly an introvert as well. The, the, I had uh, introverts and extroverts described to me once as where you gain your energy. Right. Yes. What you what you find exhausting. And I find it exhausting to be around other people. And I, and I find it energizing to be by myself. So I can definitely relate to you. Yeah. On any given I, day. I, mean, like- I feel I feel left out. I'm literally the opposite. If I spend too much time alone, I get like bummed out and like. Yeah. And drained. Yeah. yeah. Drained. Yeah. 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 It's wild. Cause like my current girlfriend is like Dennis, like she needs to be around people like all the time. Mm. Adam, and geez, buy me dinner first. It's been, so it's, been a, it's been interesting. <laughs> like as far as like balancing it, uh, I don't know. There's just no secret, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like you're going to, yeah, there's f- no cheat code. There's no, like- no, but it's just, it's just, it's just compromise and communication. And like, yeah. even if that's with, if that's, you know, because of magic or because of your careers or because of anything, I think that's the secret to unlocking almost anything as a, as, as a couple or as a, as a, as you know, as even a, you know, a pair of close platonic friends. Yeah. One time I saw a relationship described and this is actually pretty, pretty revolutionary for me <clears throat> in my slightly younger years, I guess, was you have to stop viewing things uh, like, trouble in your relationship should be tackled as a team you are both on the same side you're on the side of wanting to do what is better for you two as a whole and like i think approaching um any relationship problem or any problem that affects a relationship as not as like a me versus you but as an us versus the world kind of thing is super very super super beneficial yeah. i think what you said most most more than anything you know said it's about compromise and about communication but i think one of them is much more important than the other it's just communication mm-hmm. if you can, if you can open up clear dialogues clear clear ways to discuss things and, and make your needs feelings thoughts whatever known to you, to your partner then they should back you up on it and obviously again compromise is the second step to that because you know life is a compromise it's give and take with everything yeah but megan's very supportive of the weird hours that i have to work i'm away a lot as well and you know this sort of just leaves her in glasgow for you know weeks sometimes and you know we we talk a lot on the phone and we message and that sort of stuff we're in touch with each other but i mean that takes a toll it's it's tough um but uh, you know we're really honest with each other we're really open with each other about what we need and what we want from one another we never really argue in a way that is uh nasty or you know it's always constructive always trying to drive towards a solution mm-hmm. um and that that's just about the culture that you set up within you know, a, a romantic relationship. It's important to kind of get that sort of stuff. I, I think nailed down very early. Yeah, and like I'm kind of gonna end up dealing with the same thing. Like my girlfriend's going on a trip to Thailand for like three months, and it's oh, just rough, like, yeah. yeah, it's like she's just going, and it's like I support her completely, <clears throat> right? Like it's like do what you got to do, right? But mm-hmm. it's definitely like, um, it's it's not without cost. Yeah, it's not. It, it, it's not like it doesn't affect you. Yeah, 
yeah 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 it's like, like i i like I, i'm i'm the same position as riley like with our like 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 riley and i are recording this podcast right now we both have live-in girlfriends it's five minutes past midnight mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. know and that's just that's something i do pretty this kind of thing is pretty regular for me mm-hmm. yeah i think it's like i don't and i don't want to give your listener like just like the boring cliche answer right like oh just communication and compromise and everything else and i think my biggest piece of or my biggest answer is just like yeah nobody's good at this stuff and we all just kind of figure it out to make it work in a way that is sustainable sustainability is like the big thing like Mm -hmm. you can't just like burn yourself out on trying to please somebody or like and i think like what the big question they're getting at too is like hey and the thing i hate when people do it is like hey i have this really nerdy hobby and i'm embarrassed of it Oh, that's yeah, what it no, feels no, no, like. No, this question's yeah. kind of like adjacent to. I don't know if that's maybe that's the way I'm reading it, but you know what I mean. Well, even if this question isn't asking that, that's yeah. definitely still that's something, something that yeah, sure, that people yeah. bring up. And I mean, come on, yeah, come on. It's it, not high school anymore. I mean, we're all roughly around the same kind of age. We were we were getting picked on in high school for being in de- being into D and D and whatever else. Like these days, that just that just isn't a thing anymore. No. I don't think. And, and no, you shouldn't. Yeah. Sorry, nothing drives me more nuts than like when people say, "Oh." I only know a lot about subject X because I have no life. And it's like, no, you're just super interested in something like, just like, you know, it's 2020, right? Like we got to like our things. And I think that maybe your partner won't specifically be into magic. You know what I mean? And you can try, don't force it. But Mm -hmm. I, I think that there's ways to introduce the things that you love to your partner. And if it's going to work out, then they're either going to be like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Receptive. Receptive. Yeah. Receptive to yeah. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Or they're just gonna be like, this isn't for me, but I still yep. kind of support you thing. And that's actually exactly what has happened with me and Megan. Megan and I have nothing in common culturally, right? Mm-hmm. We, we click really well. Our personalities align really well, but culturally we're just kind of on completely different pages. She's outdoors every day. She works with horses. I've ridden a couple of horses like with her and, you know, she enjoyed that. I enjoyed that, but I like, it didn't kind of, you know, change. I was, I wasn't like, Ooh, this is this is my calling, you know. I'm I'm all of a sudden going to be horseman, yeah. um, and it's the same with you know. I played a couple of games of Magic with Megan. We play board games, video games together every now and again. But like that's not something that really, you know, is deeply entrenched within her as you know a cultural interest or whatever. So it's not essential. That sort of it helps. Yeah. It's nice. Like I know Dennis, you and Nikki. You, yeah, you know, I'm you on play... easy mode over here. Nikki and I met at like a Pro Tour cans of Tarkir viewing party. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah genuine, that's genuinely true. Now I was she was dating a different somebody else. And I was dating a different person at the time. But, you know, like a couple of years later, we ended up getting together. It was weird because I had a YouTube channel where they called Windmill Slam where we did all these draft videos and stuff. And um, Nikki knew the other guy I did it with pretty well. And she was like an actual like fan. <laughs> and then like we started dating and she was like, this is super weird now. Yeah. yeah. Because you'll t- and she, like on one of our first dates, I like to, I was telling some anecdote, some hilarious, you know, relatable anecdote as I do. Oh, yeah. I was, te- I was telling some story and she was like, oh, and this happened. And I was like, oh, did I already tell you about that? And she was like, no, you said it in a video. Yeah. And I was like, oh, OK, yeah. cool. <laughs> I, I get in trouble with that with sometimes with Megan because um, I'll she'll listen to this as well. And hi, Megan. Uh, and and I'll I'll say something like on Half Us History on this, and she'll be like, I didn't know that about you. And I was like, What? I've never told you about da, 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 whatever it is. And she's like, No, you hide. No, I wasn't hiding it. It just never, it's never come. She's like, oh, I yeah. know what you're up to, right? You like, mean I never uh, told you like, about the yeah. demonstrations of Prague? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this most recent relationship, I've been better about it, but I have definitely been guilty of the thing that I hate, like just like not mentioning the, my hobbies mm. and stuff like to people. Almost hiding like, it. Yeah, yeah, because it's like. 
I don't know the stuff that I generally like. I mean, the stuff that we like until now. Now it's like acceptable, right? Like it's like mm. everybody does. Well, have, it. You, have, have you? And if you don't want to share this, it's okay. Have you been burned by that in the past? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like I've had like as far as like dating, like and yeah. especially before I started streaming for like maybe like five years, you know, like six, seven years ago. I remember dating this girl or going on a couple of dates with this girl and her finding out that like I was really into wrestling or something, and she's just like, yeah, it's just not for me. Right, like I just can't take you seriously, kind of thing. And I was just like, "Holy shit!" Okay, oh, she saved you a lot of time. Yeah, she did. Like you know what? But yeah. at the time, it's hard to yeah, to course, parse yeah. that yeah, when you're just like, "Oh, okay." Well, yeah. then there's something wrong with me, and then you just want to like hide it all the time. Yeah, and yeah. so don't do that. Yeah, don't do that, yeah. Ryan. Uh, be honest, be open, be ready to make compromises. But the the main thing is establishing, I would say, establishing a good culture of communication. And this is just with romantic relationships as well, with with just friends. I mean, I, I've always found that honesty is is always the best policy and uh you know establishing that kind of thing early on in a relationship is going to save you a lot of a lot of difficult a lot of heartache and a lot of headache uh further down the line and you know when it comes to and this is just general advice when it comes to stuff with magic being personalities traveling a lot having a lot of other responsibilities you know recording podcasts at quarter past midnight all that all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. you've, you've got a solid foundation that you can you can get through that sort of stuff as you say dennis together as a team yeah, I, honestly, like Nikki and I, like if we're if like we're if one of us is upset about something, or if we're if we if we've like had a disagreement or a fight or whatever, we're coming to the end of it, we'll literally just look at each other and I'll go team and she'll go team, and it's just mm-hmm. like a nice like we're both on the same page. We don't always agree with each other, but we're both trying to achieve the same goal, which in this case is like spend the rest of your lives together, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, I think having this like people have this antagonistic relationship towards their significant others a lot where you're like trying to like get one over on them or oh, trying to prove them wrong. Yeah, the combative, well. yeah, I can't, I don't or like, Or like trying to like get away from them, like, oh, yep. better not tell the wife about this, that kind yep. of thing. Oh, I got, yeah. I've got the evening off. It's like, wow, that's what a, what a, what a wholesome and prosperous relationship you must have. That's how you talk about your partner when you're away from them. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Maybe they're blowing off steam. Maybe but it's just not, I, I think we could do without that communication, that sort of communication yeah. altogether. Anyway. I don't anyway. Know. Yeah. We've, that's enough. That's enough serious. We've, we've, I, I feel like we've answered this question pretty thoroughly here. Yeah. We, we can get onto the dumb stuff here. We can move on to some of the uh, some of the AMA questions. So, Ryan, I hope that helps a little bit, buddy. And uh, you know, you've, you you say in your question, I feel you're pretty useless at relationships yourself. Look, everyone is. We're we're all we're all learning this sort of. You, you know, there's no rule book that you follow step by step all the way through to the end of a relationship. We're we're all just kind of making it up as we go along. Don't. Don't judge your real life against someone else's Facebook feed because you're just going to drive yourself crazy. Well, yeah, well, no, except for Adam. Adam is like Adam Casanova Savadan over there, the <laughs> oh, authority yeah. that he is. Yeah, like, you don't need to worry about that. You know, he's, he's talking. He's talking. Of, he's being very much a lot of false modesty coming from uh, from the <laughs> yeah. That's, from the first, the old that's actually the first thing that people say to me when they like, hey, what did you think when uh. What did you think of me when I first met me, or when you first met me? And they're like, false modesty. I was like, yeah, that's fair. And that's why they call you Adam. <laughs> false modesty is surviving. <laughs> <laughs> It is time for everyone's favourite segment of Scrimey River. It's time for Power Moves. Adam, you've professed to be a big fan of the show. You, you'll know what this segment's all about, about asserting dominance, about, about the, 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 the biggest, baddest, nastiest power moves you can, uh, you can think of, you can come up with in order to, uh, to stamp, to make your mark yeah. on Magic the Gathering, the game. Um, do you have a power move you, might, you, might, you could share? Do you want to crack open? Uh, a top shelf Savadan power move for us here. Yeah, actually, this is one of my favorites, and I do it to um, my friend James. He's like my best friend in the whole world, and I mm-hmm. love doing this one to him. I do the blind uh, seven keep. 
So I'll just like deal Ooh. seven cards oh. face face down, and then I just say I keep. I look at my opponent. You make eye contact because that's important. Yeah, of course. And that's then important. you say I keep, and then you oh, wait for them to like. And if they're a coward, they're gonna draw their seven and look at it and then decide. Or oh, but no, but they can't win you. either way, can they? No, they it's can't. all upside. Yeah, because yeah. if you lose having blind kept, yeah, they're like you're like oh well, I was wasn't a real game. Like <laughs> yeah. Blind kept is a joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you win, oh, oh yeah. but even. But even better than that, when you're actually in the mulliganing process, right, if you draw your seven, don't look at them, put a face down, and just say, keep, right? Mm-hmm. If they look, then you've clearly beaten them in that look because, you know, they're, oh, they're yeah. not going to, you know, buy into your silliness there. They're not going to buy into the power. So you just absolutely got them. Yeah. The second the option is they don't look, in which case they're just copying you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The Jeez. term the term I love, and it's I play fighting games a lot, and mm-hmm. – uh, the term I love is mentally guard broken. <laughs> and that's when you, yeah, when you know it. you've got your opponent. Like when you've got your opponent like in magic. Do you know when – I know this is getting off from power moves. But like when you attack your opponent with like your 2-2 into their 3-3 and they don't block. Yeah. It's like you oh, yeah. know you've Jedi, got them. <laughs> yeah, you've got yeah. them mentally guard broken, right? Like, yeah. You've just- taken up real estate in their brain space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's very good. I'm going I'm to be keeping some blind sevens in the future. From here <laughs> oh, yeah, don't, don't even worry about that. That's very good. Um, Dennis, we had a bunch sent in as well. Uh, do you want to kick things off here? Yeah, we got a paramount sent in here from Curtis Dole. Curtis opens and says, here's a power move. All right, wait, mate, we'll be the judge of that. Let's just back off there. <laughs> back in June of 2016, myself and two friends drove two and a half hours to play in a standard face-to-face 1K event in Siskel Bops, Saskatchewan, Canada. <laughs> That's not... That's that's it's, not a real place. It says Saskatoon, real... Saskatchewan. Adam, do you want to educate Den- the people Dennis, about where that is? Can you is? stop making up place names? <laughs> None <laughs> of these are real place names. What is this are. place, Adam? Is this a real place? Saskatoon? Yeah. Saskatoon is like right smack dab in the middle of Saskatchewan. Next to Narnia. Yes. Next to yeah. Narnia. <laughs> it's like, yeah, when I lived there, it was like maybe 200,000 people, but I think it's grown considerably. Like it's a university city, so... Um, oh, dude! The town I'm from has like thirty thousand people in it. So okay. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> anyway. it's not called. It's not. It's not called Saskas Skaskaskuchkabob or whatever it's called. Skaskabuch. Oh, anyway. All right. So, what is Curtis? This made up from this made up town. What's what was Curtis saying? Um, he says one of our friends played Grixis Control and ended up winning the event. The power move came from his sideboard. Every time he won a match, he would ask his opponents, "Do you think I should have boarded this in against you?" And would casually flash a display of dominance from Dragon Star here. Which was currently in standard, including to me after knocking me out of top eight contention. Oh, that's so good because, of course, display of dominance is a green card, so you couldn't play it in Grix's control. Mm. Oh, that's so good. That's oh, that's so spicy. good. That's really good. It, because they'll be like, "What?" <laughs> I love that's one of those like anime like crash zooms and like the sweat's coming down his forehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got that weird kind of like X thing on their forehead. They don't, yeah. Oh, that's, that's so good. It's more like it hits you, it zooms in on the card, and you're like, Nani? <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. And just the name of the card as well. It's perfect. Display of dominance. Like, yeah. re- that, I mean, that is an utter display of dominance. And, and I mean, if the, it, did this person manage to make 
top eight as well. If they've not, yeah, they've knocked them out of top eight contention. So, so the, the friend managed to make it all the way to, to top eight with with a green card in their Grixis control. So, oh, that's so good. There's an addendum here, though. Mm-hmm. Gone. So, oh, he got so Curtis's friend got some recognition. On top of that, you know, as my other friend and I were waiting and cheering him on during the top eight, a judge asked us about why he had it in the board and how he was planning to ever cast it. My friend answered that if he stole a lone dryad, which was seeing some play, with a dragon lord Silimgar, he'd be able to cast it. On top of all this, uh, face-to-face games even wrote an article about about his sideboard tech. Right? He sometimes managed to register a copy of it in his sideboard. But the craziest part is he actually managed to cast it. <laughs> he, oh, he, he did. He managed to use Selimgar to, to cast it. To get Holy. it, to get get the what he needed to do to cast it, which is just the cherry on top. That is a quality, just just a cascade of power moves from Curtis. Uh, yeah. I love that. I love that. That's yeah. so good. Just from from go to woe. It's like a it's like a little boulder, and it just keeps getting bigger every time. Like this this little power move boulder is going down the slope, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. It's just knocking out. You know it's a good power move. You know it's a good power move when it that that you're submitting it on behalf of your friend. Oh yeah. Yeah, is that absolutely. Like, yeah, like when you're you're you don't even send in your own power move when your friend sends in. But then it's like, yeah. are they gaming the system? Did they ask their friend to send it in? You know what I mean? Still worked. Well, that's interesting. Still yeah. got on the show. That's it's power true. move. I mean, that's a power move as well. Here's the thing, though. We know Curtis's name. We don't know that guy's name. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, <laughs> oh, no, it's, wait, no, it's in the article. It's Simon Tubella. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> All right, Dennis, got another power move here. This one comes from Angel God of Storms, which is wow. a very powerful name indeed. Uh, they opened by saying, all right, Dennis got the last one. This one was right sent so. straight to me, straight to the right. Send right box the scraps, that's fine. Slap your no, seconds, no, no, no this, this is the premium one. This is the good stuff here. This is the good stuff. Here is a spicy power play for limited. When you go to sit down in front of your opponent, make sure that you put that limited bomb from your pool on the bottom of the deck. As you're getting ready, you can make sure to place your deck with that spicy bomb facing up so your opponent can see it. Then when it comes to shuffling and cutting, chit-chat about how you didn't get anything good. This is going to leave your opponent in fear of what else you have in your deck, shattering any hope of winning that they may have had. So when you first pick that Thassabest the Sea God, right, you put that on, you put you, you very clearly accidentally display that to your opponent and then talk about how bad your deck is. That's so good. Mm-hmm. This is very similar to something I run into a lot, where if... Uh- if I mind, like mind rot somebody and they discard some obscene card, like let's say like Thassabest the God, you're like, what did they keep in there? Yeah, no. Yeah, when they pitch like two removal spells and they like, keep one card, and you're just like, oh no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. what's gonna happen to me? Yeah, no, that's that very one, that one's like pretty that. good. I like that one a lot because it's like even just I actually like the power move more, not talking about it and not bringing verbal attention to it. And oh, just, just, letting, just an, again, it's a letting, display of dominance, yeah, isn't it? Just letting it be an environmental kind of flex. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just letting it happen. Because yep. most people will get in their own heads. Magic players especially get in their own heads a lot. And so, they'll start but, playing around at the entire game, even yeah. though like you know, you don't even have it in your hand or anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. actually I like that a lot. If you wanna if you wanna yeah. if you wanna ratchet back the subtlety a little bit, that's actually that's actually very good. Yeah. Like uh, we got plenty more, Dennis. You wanna you wanna hit us with another one? I wanna hijack one. I want to hijack this because I've just remembered one that I've done in limited many a time. All right, go on. Um, I will take when so I'll build my steel pool or whatever at the pre-release, let's say, and I'll you know I'll stand playing blue red or whatever, and then I will go and get nine extra islands and eight extra mountains mm. and put them in my deck box, and then when we go to game two, I will sideboard out my entire land base for identical lands 
So the person on the other side of the table is like, what are they sideboarding? Oh, They're yeah. changing like 17 <laughs> cards. That's Holy good. shit. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's very really good. <laughs> Yeah, I've actually. Do you know who did this actually at the at the the, the mythic championship? Right, was Toffle. Mm. Really, Toffle did. He did, only did it with like three or four lands, but he needed to make it seem like he was sideboarding, so he just sideboarded out a mountain, put it in a new mountain. Like oh, two I, want, I want to change. Oh, it's like changing a skin. It's like I want to change up my art. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. All right, Dennis, mm. I've got an, I've got another power move here. This one was from Jay Maz here, and Jay Maz says, "Declare your attackers by tapping them." And moving them in front of your opponent's creatures in a way that suggests you know exactly how they plan to block. Hit them with the correct blocks a couple of times, and then afterwards, throw in the misinformation dagger when the time is right, and give them the incorrect block. So you go there, you you line up your attacks against how you assume they're going to block, and you do it correctly a couple of times, and then all of a sudden, you zag on them, right? You start giving them the wrong blocks, and just see if they go, yeah, of course, that's... Oh, wait, what? You need some Oscar winning there. You need to be like, all right, block like this. You're like, well, no, actually, obviously, like this, like this, like this, like this. You got to <laughs> yeah. be like, obviously. Oh, yeah. if you're not, oh, you're not, you're not a moron though, so it has to be like this. Yeah. You know? and like, like I like that a lot. I think the it works a lot more too if you have stuff in your hand to look at. Like, lay out the blocks, look at your hand, and be like, oh no, 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 and then switch. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, no, I've got this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, dude, the, the, if I could tally up the amount of time playing Paper Magic that I've spent staring at a planes in my hand, like it holds the secrets to the universe. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. oh, it's got to be hours. Just like, mm, man. and then you put it down. You pick it up. You're like, as if you, as if you need to read the card again. Yeah. And you're like, hang on, hang on. Like, they got chains of Mephistopheles sitting there, and like, this freaking basic plans. I've done that so many times. You're looking at your lands like they're counter spells. Like they cast something. Oh, you're yeah. like, you look at your hand and make them think for a second. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're like, hope I already. And then look at staring at your mono green deck. And you're like, this p- sir, sir, please. On the stack. Yeah. Last one here, Riley, from Jethro, an old school power move. When going off with Malira combo in modern, instead of gaining infinite life or like a billion life, I like to gain an amount of life that felt beatable, like 500. Oh, that's just so to good. give my opponent the burden <laughs> of hope. So like they stopped the infinite combo. I think stopping yeah. the infinite combo in itself is like the world's biggest power move. Yeah. Like that's yeah, insane. That's true. Because you're like, I, yeah. I, I can go and gain life forever, but I choose to stop this. Yeah, I've got yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, this, the, you know, see if you can beat this. Exactly. Oh, but I just love that. Like, because five hundred. If if someone was, you know, they got an infinite life combat, whatever it is, right? I mean, there's, you know, there's there's so many of them, right? Mm-hmm. Someone goes off and they're like, uh, yeah, I'll gain like two hundred fifty life. I go, ooh, I can beat that. <laughs> I can beat two hundred fifty life. Yeah. That sounds fine. But You're of course just, you can't. Like, of course no, they're just going to keep going. Like, whatever. But, thing, man. but it just, it just, yeah, exactly. It just sparks this little hope inside. She's like, oh, I could. This is this is this is the power move of the week. This one's fantastic. Yeah, this, one's this is really definitely good. this definitely wins the power move of the week. I really like the Mark that. Boyd power move of the week award goes to Jethro this week. So well done, Jethro. An old school power move, and I tell you what, a bloody good one too. Adam, you ready to spill your guts to the audience? Yeah. This is just a rapid fire set of questions. People got a lot of things they want to ask. Big old we, Savadaddy. We got a no, we got a stack. Dennis, no, no, Dennis. <laughs> People call you that all the time. Man, I hate it, dude. I feel like we you love bleep, it though. I feel like you really ble- enjoy We can bleep it. it if you want. No, no, I don't bleep it. I'm but just, but then they'll be like, "What did he say? What did he say?" <laughs> They've got to find out, and then Dennis will tell them because Dennis is a real nasty like, boy. Guys, you listen to that podcast where like <laughs> Dennis called Adam a slur in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> 
Um, we got a stack of uh, of AMA questions sent in here, and uh, and we're gonna we're gonna burn through as many of them as possible. We got a lot. We okay. got a lot to get through. So let's let's try to get through them as, as fast as possible. The first question was asked by a number of different people. It was asked by Swank, by Ryan Carl, and by Lucas Stewart. And they all had something in common. Adam, I've got no idea what they're talking. They're talking about something about a jar in the in the, <laughs> yeah. in the forest. Yeah. Okay. So have you have you played Hollow Knight? No, but I know, I'm no. familiar with the game. Okay, so in Hollow Knight, there are um, little caterpillars that you find, and mm-hmm. they're trapped in little jars. And right. I, when I was streaming this game, I made a big show about going on rants whenever I had to let one of these things out of the jar because I'm like, well, they're obviously not worth their salt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they're trapped in the jar, they probably deserve to be there. So why am I rewarding Whoa. weakness by letting them <laughs> Whoa. out? You know? Like, yeah, you're just interfering with natural selection yes. at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So These poor it, caterpillars. It, it, this, this situation evolved into this question, which is, okay, Riley, mm. um, you are uh, like, a, like a fantasy adventurer. Like you're a warrior thank you, yeah, or yeah, like I, a thiefer. I, I, thank you for recognizing it. Finally, yeah. someone has noticed. <laughs> or like a wizard or something. Not even a wizard. You have mm. no magical spells. But you're, you're, like, a fighter, a, you're yeah. like a fighter. And you're walking mm-hmm. through like an enchanted forest or like a spooky swamp or kind of like the swamp from princess bride, like the fire swamp, think that. Okay. And you come, unusual size. You come across, uh, another person probably around your size, male, female, doesn't matter. Um, trapped in a giant jar. All right. What do you do? I mean, uh, do they, do they, is there like, are there holes cut in the top? Like when you caught bugs when you were a kid so they can breathe? I'm going to say, are they, no, probably not. No. Well, so then they're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I, if I can free them from this jar, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do that. Of course, yes. Is it the wrong answer? Yeah. Why is it the wrong? Why think, is it the wrong answer? Because my argument, okay, is that okay? So I don't think it's the wrong answer. I just All think right. it's just as dangerous to let them out as it is to leave them in. For who? For yourself? For everyone. Because okay. there is a strong yeah. chance, and it's a fantasy setting, right? The correct, the thing you need to remember that this isn't real life. This is a fantasy setting where there's monsters and demons. Yeah, there's no there's person magic. in a jar in Adam's basement that we know yeah. of. Like, that's not what's going on here. Yeah. So I think the risk you run, you run just as much risk as not letting them out as leaving them in. Like the chance that they're a good person and you left them in the jar to die is is just as but you run just as much nah, of a risk as nah, opening the jar and they were put there for a reason. And they're no, going to kill a bunch of people. You can't leave anyone behind, man. You oh, can't leave anyone. But you, you definitely can't. Can. You can't let. No, you can't. You can't let one innocent person die. But you we don't know they're innocent, you, though. But but the, the how many innocent people are you willing to consign to jar-based death? Right. Mm-hmm. What's what's your line on on innocent people suffocating to death in jars? <sighs> A fantasy Adam, pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> fantasy Adam. Fantasy Adam takes no prisoners. Yeah, dude. That's so. Terrible. Hang on, wait, wait. Can you can you like communicate with them? Can we hold like some oh, yeah, sort of jar tribunal? I can talk to them. Yeah, but how do you know they're not? Okay, alive? well, I'm just I'm well, I'm just, I'm just I mean, rolling roll, insight roll checks. Inside, yeah. Okay, I'm just so, rolling insight checks. So, Riley, what happens if you do let them out? And let's say they were like a, a genie or a warlock, and they were trapped in there, yeah. and then they go on like this massive killing spree, and people are like, "Well, who let them out?" <laughs> you like I'm raise not, your hand. I'm not, no, I'm not responsible for that. No, absolutely ah, not. No, I'm, why that's are you not my responsibility. Because I didn't make them go and do that thing. And also, I had imperfect information. I made the best decision possible with the information yeah. that I had, which was there is a person that is in need of help inside a jar, yeah. and you have a moral responsibility to help people that are in need, right? And I took this person at their word. I took well, this I think Adam takes umbrage with the you have moral responsibility to people yeah. that are in need. I don't think he, I don't think he agrees. 
I don't. I don't agree. Of with course that. you do. I'm just saying that I agree. I agree. Like I think letting them out is fine. Yeah. I don't think it's like a bad decision. You, don't, you think it's you think you think it's closer than people. Yes. Think it I'm is, tired of being. I don't think I should be vilified for leaving the person in. I don't think it's naturally. I don't think it's inherently evil. That's my argument. No, like, it's definitely more. It's definitely the the less risky thing to do. But no, yeah. I don't think. I th- I don't think I could. I, think I don't a, think on the I alignment chart. I think it's a neutral evil move. I couldn't have it on my conscience. Whatever it is, whether it's good, evil, whatever else, I couldn't. I couldn't have that on my conscience. And the other thing is, as you said, like if they're an evil warlock, they go and they start like slaughtering townsfolk or whatever else like that. I didn't. I didn't make them do that. That's not my fault. Yeah. If, or what if? Or what if they're like? What if they're a genie? You get a bunch of wishes. Yeah, the thing, to be had. if they've but, been magically imprisoned in a jar in the middle of the fire swamp, right, yeah. in order for them to stay there, the person who imprisoned them should have written on the side of the jar, "Do not open." <laughs> That's true. And then I'd think about it twice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't, just, g- don't genie open inside. Yeah, yeah don't, don't genie open inside. inside. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, genies exactly. are notorious for never giving you the wish exactly or they give the wish exactly how you say it the monkey paw wish yeah Yeah, the uh the 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 malicious compliance well that's why you've got to think about you got to think about it really carefully that's why if you should have your three wishes like pre-written out know them off by heart so you don't get like Geralt of rivia you know that's not do you have do you have your three wishes yeah I don't have them worked out i i I, they've probably they've probably changed so much over the years i'd have to go back from from start from scratch Huh. I don't know. Immediately, I'd start exploring wishing for wishes as like loopholes. You know, I'd get wishing my legal team. That's involved. greedy. I think exactly. I, I like for someone who has a reputation for getting super greedy whenever they're watching me like play a video <laughs> game or something. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't think I would. I think I would just try to do like very basic wishes. Like, I don't need a lot of money. I just need like enough to sustain comfort. Like, I would like to live comfortably, and they get you three pillows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you. That's why you need that. That's why you need to call on your legal team. Get them. Yeah. Uh, get, get an airtight contract drawn up. <laughs> All right. Well, I would open the jar, Dennis. Would yeah, you open my first the jar? wish. I wish for legal consequences. Dennis, would you open the jar? <laughs> um, it's closer than you think. Uh, well, I, I haven't talked about it for way more than I expected to. Yeah, it is. Um, Dude, I think, I I think this this question is like legitimately good. I know a lot of people I know don't like this question because it eats up all this time and it gets people. I got Josh Lee Kwai from Command Zone like arguing with me because <laughs> yeah. I asked him this question. He was like, "We." I I told him what I told you. It was like I wouldn't let them out, and it's just like I don't think it's as I don't think it's inherently evil, is my argument. But I do. I think it is close to inherently evil. Or it's yeah. a. I mean, do you think. Do you think. Do you think apathy is evil? No. But it I think is. that it's a in the, it, 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 a Part of the thing is like, it's the world that you're in, right? You're an adventurer. You're used to. Seeing okay. Magic so then it's like everything. how genre savvy you are. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. my. That's the thing that I think people forget. They're just like, oh, it's real life. And it's like it's not. First of all, there's a person yeah, in, in the giant world jar. that they're in. I would I would let them out because the game designer or the DM or whoever <laughs> put them there for a reason, and it is not for you to walk by it and ignore it. I That's know. a good point as well. And also, if I'm a if I'm a PC, I know nothing that bad is going to happen to me because the DM isn't going to let me die. Oh, you yeah, sh- I should DM for so you because I'm yeah. I'm gonna I would murder you instantly. Oh really? You're like yeah. He, he, t- he takes you to zero HP and then takes three attacks opportunity while you're dead. You lose all your saving <laughs> yeah. throws. Well, get if, out. If, if you were DMing, I, I, all right, I'd be, I'd be a little more careful. Yeah. Are, are we going to do the whole show on the jar question? Nah, do you reckon now? We can, we can move on. It's I think, well, I mean, I'm happy. We can, we can do, we can do another 15 minutes of jar chat if you want. <laughs> Hello, guys. Welcome to welcome to Jarcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. River. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Next question comes from I am Clockwork. This is an absolute club banger. Banger, you ready for yeah. this one? 
which magic character would you want added to Super Smash Brothers? Oof, that's such a good question. <laughs> is a really, I have the correct really answer. Question. Okay, yeah. all right. Hit us with the, um, uh, that, hit us with the good. This is going to be give us a good chance for me to actually try to think think of an answer, Dennis. Yeah, so I'm go, go ahead. So what, the person I think that should be added from Magic to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, I guess in this case, is Tajik Legion's Edge. Because if there's anything Smash Brothers is missing, it's brooding people with long <laughs> swords and very little backstory. <laughs> that is what magic is That's missing. <laughs> That's what it needs. Oh, dear. Oh, yep. man. Yep. That's exactly what so does so at, at time of recording, they just announced the last fighter in the fighter pass, and it's another freaking fighter from Fire Emblem. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. another Fire Emblem character, I mean, and Sakurai is so excited, and he's been the director, like, puts up a poster, and he's like, look, I love this game. It's like, I get it, but other games exist. It's the seventh Fire Emblem character in the game. Yeah, yeah. At this point, and just make a Fire Emblem fighting game. I mean, they just did, they did give you Terry Bogard, so there's that. I guess that's something. Yeah. And like Banjo and Kazooie are cool. Look, I, I love Smash. There's no debate there. It's yeah. just, and yet, and they hyped it up so much, and then it was just a surprise. Another, yet another Fire Emblem. Another, another sword person. Egg. Yep, great. I mean, um, the easy answer is Fibblefoot. Yeah, nah, we can do better than that. Yeah. Who has abilities or powers that fit naturally into a fighting game? Hmm. Um, oh. like a Janny or Garrick? Yeah. Oh, Garrick, yeah. See, I Garrick love I love big like bodies. A, like a Ganon with an axe. I love yeah, I love what like what they are lovingly referred to as big bodies in fighting games. Mm. So like heavy mm. characters, like Donkey your Donkey Kongs, your Bowsers. DKs and Bowsers. Yeah. Gandalf, yeah. And in most fighting games I end up gravitating towards uh the grapplers. Like I don't know if you know um like the Zangief or if you've ever Incineroar. played like Blaze Blue, like I play Tagger in blaze blue and tagger's like a big giant robot that can magnetize people like that's his thing he can suck mm-hmm. people into what would garrick's yeah. what would garrick's final smash be i think he turns into cursed garrick right just goes ham oh yeah he goes no like he goes he, he like it the camera like zooms in and he like turns into cursed garrick and there's like a full moon in the background and then the screen goes black and then everybody's dead <laughs> like, yeah like it's just like yeah it's i wish I, I, this isn't even close to what's possible in smash but i wish it was it becomes like a first person hunting thing where you're just like <laughs> just like running <laughs> after people it just becomes a dead by dawn or or Dead by Daylight. Exactly, Dead by Daylight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think a Johnny's pretty similar. Anybody with a melee weapon fits in pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. Elspeth with a spear would be cool. Maybe that's just recency. Ooh, Elspeth so would trying, be great. Yeah. I'm trying to go through all of like the. the oh, I'd love to see the, like Ashiok. Actually, yeah. Ashiok would be. Get some wild. shadow magic. Yeah, some, you could some, do some wild yeah. stuff with that character. Yeah, kind of like Zelda doing a lot of kind of like spell based stuff. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or she and could I mean, do like, stuff, or they, sorry, it's they. They yeah, could do right. stuff like um, create like a shadow replica, like you know what I mean, like it's mm. a mind-based kind of thing that fights you. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Ashok could actually be a good. Again, again, I worry about recency bias, but I don't think Ashok is like definitely off that. And I mean, list. Vivian is basically just like Link, like they're just like a bow ranger person. That's not yeah. that different. Yeah, like summon animals and stuff instead of bombs. Yeah, yeah. I think I could see Vivian happening. Yeah. Um, oh, to fairy. Bunch of bunch of like time slowing things. That sounds like a nightmare, just like it is in real magic. Uh, how about and go on this journey with me? All right, a- just actual Richard Garfield. All right, Ooh. all right. Yeah, okay. Just like put him and just slap him in there. Yep, he's just- like Pokemon trainer, but he's got a deck of he's got thirty five thousand <laughs> magic cards. That <laughs> That's good. Yeah, but the things he summons are literally just magic cards with arms and legs. 
so they're yeah, just going to like, waddle about yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's good. I like that. All right, here's a que- here's a question. If Richard Garfield was like Pokemon trainer in Smash, what are mm. the three iconic things you'd have? Uh, okay. Shiva it's Dragon, like Shiva Dragon, yeah. Sarah Ju- Angel, Jews and Baron Sengir. Yeah. It, it, and it'd, be, it'd be five of them. It'd be one for each color, and it'd be like yeah, right. a Hydra, an Angel, a Demon, a Dragon, and a uh, and a and a uh, well, I don't know, Jews and, and an Jean, ancestral guess, recall. But, but these, yeah, <laughs> just three recall. new cards exactly. Yeah. Yeah, All right, well, we solved that one. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty well solved. All right, uh, next one up here from Shivam. Go ahead. What is the worst punt you've ever made in Magic, Adam? Uh, you guys have video evidence of it. Do you remember when, when I was doing the Ravnica Allegiance streamer event? And I had Simic Ascendancy on 20, and all I had to do was pass the turn. And I had the game won. Like, I had 20 counters. All I had to do was pass. Oh, pass I've seen this. Yeah. All I had to do was pass the game, and I attacked with one of my huge flyers. Because they were at 20, and I had a 20-20 flyer. And I attacked for 20, and they had a reach creature that I had put slime bind on that I forgot about. And they blocked. Oh, could, and I was yeah. at 1. And they blocked my flyer, and then I passed the turn, and they killed me. Oh. We'll put this on top five. Yeah. Right? That's we'll right. I, yeah, yeah, I remember it now. Oh, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty bad. Also, I have another one. A couple of years ago, at like uh, before they were Magic Fest, it was like Grand Prix Vancouver, and there was a Team Sealed event, mm-hmm. and it was for Aether Revolt. And uh, James was wa- – James. Wa- it's worse when your friend watches you do it. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. like I – me and my opponent were playing, and they were at like two – like I had a – attack that left them at like one health and i attacked with everything and instead of i cast shock and killed one of the creatures they blocked with rather oh, than shocking no, their oh, face you mentioned that D- deliberate no no deliberate absolutely you meant that meant, meant i think you, i think you have a bigger punt adam what's that i remember i remember we were at an event and Just i was watching, pile, I was watching pile adam yeah you? i was watching it and you're playing this like kind of like slowy grindy deck i think i think james was there too and like I'm not certain, but I think you probably could have milked that guy for like twenty five or twenty six. <laughs> probably not to stop at twenty three. <laughs> yeah, man. That what I'm making fun of Adam for there is a tweet where he milled somebody for like twenty something at yeah. an event, but typoed the tweet to say, "Oh, dude, just milked the hell out of this guy in this yeah. draft." And people were like, Adam, "What?" Adam Specifically, Mashi. I had um, yeah. what was that deck? Oh, that was it was like Modern Horizons, and I had. Mm-hmm. I had a, like a changeling deck with altar. Is it altar of dementia? Is that the yes, yeah, the milling yeah. one? I had two of those cordial the vampires. One, yeah. Yeah, the milking, the milking altar, um, and I had two of those the cordial vampires, the ones that like get counters every time something dies, mm-hmm, and yeah. it puts counters on everything else. And then all my deck was changeling, so I had this chain of events where I could like sack my whole board up to the cordial vampires and then mill my opponent for like twenty. Just open up a dairy farm all over, yeah. man. Yeah, call that's it. it. Yep, cool, cool. Oh, when the cows come home, mate, that's what happened there. Yeah. What uh, I've got a pretty bad punt as well yeah. I can share. Uh, this was uh, in the finals of a WMCQ. My opponent was playing Naya Blitz. They had a Thalia out, a bunch of other cards as well, and I just needed a, a sweeper. Uh, so I cast a, a Supreme, uh, sorry, a, um, a Sphinx Revelation to look for one, but I cast it for X equals three uh, when I could only cast it for X equals two because of the Thalia, and they had six lands out, right? So the judge comes over, get you know, yeah, is, oh, no, not the first. It's not the first warning I've had. Another one. It's a game loss. I'm like, okay, yep, no worries, whatever. Da, da, da. We rewind. I cast the Sphinx Revelation for two, and it is a Sun Petal Grove and a Terminus. Right. So it's the Terminus that I can now cast using the seventh land, the Sun Petal Grove, 
right, mm-hmm. for the mana that deserves to pay for the Thalia attack. So I'm like, great, fantastic. This game is in the bag. I like one sweeper and they're just dead. So I draw the two cards, draw for the turn, don't really even look at what's going on, just tap six mana and play Terminus. And the judge <laughs> hasn't even finished, like, finalizing the warning that I got previously <laughs> after having told me that it'd be a game loss if I did another one, right? And then I, I did it, made exactly the same mistake. And the, the judge is like, Okay. He looks up. He's like, "Am I? Am I a joke to you?" <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a warning, which is going to be upgraded to a game loss because you've just told me this is your third one today. So, go to game three. I was like, "Yep, all right, yeah, cool, all right, no worries." And then I had far seeking, far seeking a supreme verdict and, and crushed him anyway. So, no worries. <laughs> yeah, just no, no big deal. Just had it yeah, all. No big deal. Easy, easy. Yeah, Australian, Australian, uh, Magic team uh, for the World Cup there that year was. Uh, a little weaker than it would have otherwise been, thanks to my mm. uh, my my spike of that uh, the tournament. Anyway, what about you, Dennis? What about the time uh, you went to the pre pre release and uh, you attacked me for no reason and then lost the game? Oh. Yeah, well, all right, let's. let's <laughs> we want to talk about punts that I did via video. You never, you never so. blocked my neheb when you should have. Man, you got like a memory like an elephant. That was yeah. one of the few magic victories you'd ever had. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Um, man, I remember something you said to me at the pre-pre release, which is one of the most like amazing, wonderful experiences in my life, and I was ever glad to have been on. It was super, super cool. But um, we were like, we had this like friendly, violent rivalry, yeah. and uh, we were playing, and I attacked you, or whatever, and you like countered in some in some capacity, but like basically you got one over on me, and you looked over at me, and you you beck, you lynched me, you were like, keep my name out of your goddamn <laughs> mouth, and I was so taken <laughs> aback, I couldn't handle that this, you know, I don't know how tall you are, let's conservatively say eight foot eleven man had like stared across this table yeah. at me and said this to me, I was like, right. oh my god. The only reason I said that is because of the because it was Becky Lynch and she's Irish and you're Irish. So it just worked out. I right? wish I, I wish I could be like, dude, not all Irish people are the same, but you know James that I work with? Yeah. He actually does know her. So yeah, yeah it's not. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but anyway, all right, all right, I, need a, I need a real punt out of you. Dennis, come on. Oh, dude, I, I genuinely don't think, and this is oh, not me trying to be. Uh, yeah, classic, classic D-Money. Oh, this is exactly classic it. Classic D-Money. Yeah. Classic all right, D-Money. Let me think, let me think. Have I ever made a mistake in a game of Magic the Gathering? Let me think. I definitely, I, I know, look, I'm not trying to pretend I don't punt. I punt all the damn time. I punt like there's no tomorrow. I just have this, like, selective memory I don't remember that. I got, like, I got a laundry list of victories I can tell you about. Let me think about this. All right, look, we can come back to it, all right? If no, you no, think no, of no, something, no. We'll sit here in silence. And think no, 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 that's not good. That's not good podcasting. <laughs> we'll move on. But, Dennis, look, I'm going to hound you about this every single week. It's a new segment, which is, Dennis, remember the punt you made at some point, right? And every, I'm going to have yeah. this about you every week. And, and, and okay. Adam, I'll loop you in when he finally admits to it. Anyway, okay. let's move on. King of Tuesday Night asks, what is your favorite magic card of all time? I have an easy answer for this one. I've got an easy answer for this one. My favorite. Adam, do you have an easy answer for this one? Yes. And it's a weird one. All right. Does, okay. Us. Does anybody feel like they could guess anyone else's? Oh, uh, no. There's too many. I don't I like I I I adore both of you, but I don't know you well enough. Like you know no, what I mean. No, like I only see what, you. Like what, what I'm basically asking is, I think have we ever talked about this before? Yeah, uh, no, I, I don't think I don't. I mean, Dennis, you and I are like very close, and I don't know what you're. Well, Dennis is like okay, so like Dennis is an agent of chaos. He loves making things like weird or different, not or difficult, difficult, but yeah, no, no, difficult, but, difficult. difficult. Yeah. I can say difficult. Okay, so he likes making yeah. things difficult at the, the table for Ed someone. Yeah. Hmm. So like the great Aurora. Something like that? I don't know. Like what is it? Well, I mean, what, what, your, your character says from the V is 100% accurate. But my favorite card is Bribery. 
Yeah, I yeah, love yeah, yeah. bribery. Yeah, just give me I that. Don't wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to bring my own cards. I yeah. want to. I want to take like. Oh, well, let me see what you got. What did you <laughs> yeah, bring? yeah. What do you got? I love. Pick, I love there. picking it in cube because when you pick bribery, you've picked every amazing creature in the cube. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. the, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, that's and, very and good. And cube, every, yeah. everybody's got an Emrakul in there or mm. whatever. Some Eldrazi or some nonsense. You know, Stormtide Leviathan. Never. It's just mwah. that's my favorite card. Easy. Yeah, great. Mm. All right. You want to go next, Adam? Yeah, sure. Uh, Grim Guardian from original Theros block. Um, this card. It's a two. It's a three mana one four enchantment creature. Uh, it's okay. a one four, and whenever it has constellation, uh, it drains your opponent. Doesn't even drain it. They lose a life. Your opponent loses a life. And why is that your favorite card? Don't, I don't know, card? dude. What? When I I. Full block Theros draft, like the original Theros, is my favorite draft format of all time, and it's not it's remotely close. I get it. actually, you're the first person who's ever said that to me. Most people are like, "What? Like why?" And it's like I think I triple Theros is better, but like full block's fine. I think full block, yeah. I mean, like triple Theros, I've I like it. I don't think it, I don't like it as much as I like full block. Born of the Gods was bad, but um, that's wild. I never would have guessed that in a yeah, thousand years. So, but there's I had a thing where I, would, I just couldn't pass grim guardian man every time i saw that card when i was drafting that yeah. format i just had to take it and i lost a lot of drafts that way because <laughs> like it just wasn't good but there's something about that big idiot that it's not even a big idiot it's just this little idiot that I yeah. just like, well it's eighth pick i don't have anything in this color but here we go it wasn't yeah. even eighth pick it'd be like second pick i'd be like grim guardian oh it's open baby i'm in yeah. like i train wrecked grim so, yeah it's like i train wrecked so many drafts because i would see a grim guardian second or third and like it'll work this yep. time <laughs> that's me yeah jump in there wow uh well my favorite card is a little it's it's a little more boring it's uh it's farseek oh i thought it might have been reliquary tower no no i like reliquary tower but it's obviously like it's i don't know farseek is just it's 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 the card that i just want to play in every deck that's like all I want to do is play green that uh, play a green deck that that is forced to like branch into other colors. Generally, I want to play like some like three or four color green based ramp nonsense deck that you know is is ramping into anything from Sakama to like Sphinx of the Steel Wind, whatever it is. But yeah, no Farseek. I, I just yeah, I got a big soft spot for it because like I owe my career to Farseek. It was the deck that I you know was in the deck that I played to win to spike to get onto the coverage team, all that sort of stuff. It just it all it all started with Farseek. I, I love Farseek. I have remembered a punt. Oh. Okay. Uh, I used to have a commander deck, a Mizzix commander deck. It was wasn't too far off for the out of the box Mizzix like commander deck. So basically, Mizzix like when you ask cast instant sorceries, uh, the goblin gets counters, and then instant sorceries are discounted by however many counters you have. So pretty soon you're just paying up the colored mana on stuff, and it's very very cheap. And you go off, it's kind of like a stormy thing. And I remember going way off using you know reiterate and all this stuff, generating all this mana, having all these cards, yada yada, and then casting blue suns for X and stroke of genius for X, and be like, yeah, drawing a bunch of cards. I'm like, yeah, act, you know, draw twenty cards draw 24 cards and I draw 35 cards I'm just getting so caught up in the moment that I'm just like yeah 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 and I just draw the last card back I'm like oh I lose oh. <laughs> nice I'm like, and I'm like laying out my deck I'm like it would be like it was cool though right guys sweet <laughs> and they're like yeah great job dude <laughs> <laughs> great job you lost yeah. uh, just flew uh, flew a little too close to that blue sun huh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know that's what? good. Oh, I like that. that. Good. Thank you very I much. Like Thank you very much. Yeah. All right, here's a question from uh, Alex Uboldi yeah. who asks do you have a physical magic collection at all? No. Where are you guys at with physical cards? That's a burden. Yeah, I try not to actually keep them. I yeah. I draft. I don't. I used to draft in paper like a lot, and I always just ended up giving 
my stuff away to my friends, like all the loading mm-hmm. ready run people. I'd be like, Oh, do you want this? Cause I don't, I'm never going to use it. And just, I probably given away like hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Of, like, I can cards. confirm. I was the beneficiary of this one time because yeah. I, I, at that thing where we drafted battle bond, I really wanted a, uh, I can't remember the name of the card now. What is it? It's that stupid mythic from battle bond, the green one. The, <gasps> yeah. I can't um, remember briar something. Briar, yeah. briar, briar thorn elemental or something yeah. like that. Right. It's the one that makes co- token copies of creatures when they into the battlefield from my yeah. blink deck. And uh, they had one on the prize wall. And and I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm short by like, oh man, I can't buy this. I can't get this thing. And you're like, how many tickets are you short? I'm like, oh, like 300. Like, oh, here you go. I'm like, what? <laughs> this, is like, this is like a thousand boosters. Why are you giving yeah. me this? Yeah, I don't want it. I don't know. It was I'm great. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. Still got it. Still play it. Don't, don't favorite, worry about it. See, that's what I mean. Like you're going to get more, like you're using it, right? If yeah. I had bought some stuff with that, I just would have been like. That means more to Ronnie than 30 boosters would have meant to you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We. Uh, my favorite thing is when, you, when you're when um, you at a draft or whatever and someone's first time and you're like, do you want all of these commons and uncommons? And they're like, oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Like, you did yeah, that yeah, for yeah. me. And you're like, dude, like. Honestly, it's important to help it's people fine. when they're starting. And yeah. like I do, I've done this so many times, and the guy will come back four weeks later, being like, "You pawned those off on me. <laughs> <laughs> you like, bastard! You, you knew what you were doing." He's like, That's "I am so not good. your human trash can." <laughs> like, yeah, one of my favorite. This is not really really, but doing nice things for people. It's like I love going to pre-releases and letting my opponents mull to seven. It's like my favorite thing to oh. do because it's like not not in a, like a obviously I can't do it. To like I would probably do it in like the the main tournament like if i was playing in the main event of like magic Fest vegas i would definitely let my opponent mold to seven i'm like yeah just do it <laughs> but just stuff like that i don't know i think magic's like a good uh vehicle for letting mm. people just like even just giving them cards or for whatever reason or just like letting them little little niceties throughout the game yeah like, it's a good uh it's a good opportunity it's a good way to express kindness yeah Right, um, so infinite free mulligans against Adam Savadan. You heard it here first. You play against him at any point. Just, <laughs> just keep mulliganing to seven. He doesn't so, care. Just go to he seven. Don't, don't even ask me. Just go to seven. Yep. Just keep going to seven till you get that perfect hand. Yeah. There are places like weird cards, MTG and stuff, will do, and like magic is the lucha where charities that like you will take bulk off you, and you know um, you can give it to like libraries and local schools who have mm. magic clubs. They'll take it. But honestly, magic cards do sometimes feel like like specifically draft draft. Like I have a binder yeah. full of rares that I'm I'm in yeah. the process of currently selling back to shinefrop.com for thirty thirty percent store products. That's genuinely true. That's not even an ad. Um, but like beyond that, I have drawers and boxes of just cardboard, man. Mm. Yeah, mm. I've cut down hugely uh, within the last couple of years, and because I used to have cube, I used to have all these decks and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, no, nah, I want my commander decks, I want my commander sideboards, I want lean, one yeah. modern deck, and that's it. So now I've got like half a draw, whereas previously I had like an entire chest of drawers, basically. So yeah, I've cut down, I've cut down significantly, and and it feels great. You just don't if you don't need like i don't play competitive formats regularly so i don't need a, like the standard format physically mm-hmm. um which is uh you know yeah it's it's liberating <laughs> it's liberating not to have a, a huge like ten thousand card collection yeah nick writes in and asks what is your favorite single play you've ever made and i'm gonna let you two go first because i don't want the delta between how long it took me to think of my punt and how long it took me to think of my sweet play <laughs> to be as obvious to the audience as it's gonna be so you guys can go first <laughs> Uh, oh, I don't even know. Uh, I'll kick. I'll kick. Oh, so humble. All right. I, I know. No, no, no. I know exactly what this sweet play is, and I'm so so proud of it. I was talking about this recently. So I was talking about this quite recently. Uh, I think it was maybe it was on an Arena Boys video. I can't remember what it was, but I've told the story recently anyway. So, 
I was playing against Patrick Robertson, right? Who's, who was a friend of mine, a mate of mine back in Australia. Yeah, we used wow, to live together. call him out. Uh, oh, no, because he beat me He beat me one time with a 57-card draft deck. Uh, oh, sorry, cube deck, because he didn't want to cut anything. He was just like, you know what? <laughs> wow. I'm just going to play with it, and he crushed me with it. So, That's no, he, he gets no mercy. Anyway, so we, we're literally playing in the backyard, right? We're just playing there like this. This was during uh, Old Theros Standard. And I'm playing. he's playing mono black, and I'm playing white blue control. Anyway, we're going back and forth, back and forth. He doesn't want to resolve anything. He, or he doesn't want to like try to cast anything because he knows I've got counter spells. So he waits until he's got a thought season. I've been planning around this. I'm playing. I'm splashing red, right, for a certain card. Playing Jeskai. So he goes thought season, and in response, I tap all my mana except four, and go Sphinx's Revelation, right. And then no, wait, he must be playing Esper because he tried to counter it this right. Sorry, he wasn't playing one of black. He was playing Esper because he then goes counter your Sphinx's Revelation, right, and I go. Overload counterflux. And it was so satisfying because he still had infinite mana untapped. He could have countered, but he could, obviously, because he can't counter counterflux, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I go, yep, he counters the uh, counters the, the, the counter spell. I go and draw my million cards with Sphinx's Revelation. And then he's like, yeah, yeah but still thought season. I'm like, no, buddy. I overloaded counterflux. And he, he was just, oh, oh I like, I don't, I, I very, I so very rarely beat Patty Robertson when I was living with him. No, and I, you. oh, that day, mm, oh, mm, I still remember, oh, such victory. The taste of victory has not left, not yet left my tongue from that day. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I. If I can think of something like just like specific, right? I made fun, but I could buy that Adam has never made a good play in his life. Like I'm fine with accepting that as a truth. Yeah, Whoa. that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> poor um, Adam. I remember. I mean, it wasn't a good play, but I did get to crush James at a pre-release uh, for Ether Revolt. Mm-hmm. Wow. I choose James Love Turner, uh, member of Loading Ready Run. I went uh, turn one, so it was like Vessel of Ferocity into the Winding Constrictor, into oh, yeah. sack the vessel. Put the counters on the snake, cast Narnum Renegade, which is like a two three death touch for one. You have some serious card names, yeah. man. This is yeah, just- and then wow. I attacked with both of those and I played Walking Ballista on four, and he was just like, Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, it's like it. Exactly. Taste it, mate. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's very good. Mm. All right, Dennis, uh, you gotta play it. We should move on. You can you can jump back in when you think of it. No, I got no no no, I got it. Um, oh, I get it. Go, go, go. This is a, I think I might talk about this one on the show already, but I'm gonna regard regard the fans of the tale again. Uh, it was during um it, oh my god it was during that very Cans of Tarkir pre-release like our proto party that Nikki and I met at and this might be why we ended up together she was so blown away by the play but that's genuinely true <laughs> we were playing and I was playing some green blue deck or whatever I guess it was probably a three color deck I was saying a salt deck or something and I had a woolly locks on and like this is like oh, set's basically brand new love that card. most people haven't played with it yet yeah. and it's a seven six right when you flip it up yeah no it's six seven six seven six yeah. seven my opponent anyway is on six. And I attack with it, and he's got me. He's got me dead to rights on board, like like he's he's significantly ahead. And I attack with it, and he's like, Ugh, I don't want to block, but if it's Wooly Loxodon, I'm dead. And I was like, Which one's that? And he goes, No blocks. And I go, Great, Wooly really Loxodon. And he was like, You. <laughs> Oh, he was so mad. Oh, that's, that's very good. Ne- I've never let him live it down. I've oh, never- that's fantastic. Connell, I know you don't listen to the podcast, but Connell, that one's for you, and I, I got you. I got you. Yeah, you- yeah. That's like a that's a soul binding contract. Like you're, yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. He's never getting over that. All right, next question come to us from Andrew Rothwell. This one might be a bit of a thinker as well. You have to design a new set. What is the setting? And Andrew also adds, and why is it luchador inspired? Is that where you'd go, Adam? Is that the direction you'd take a new magic set? 
I kind of want to because I think there's a lot like of like a Day of the Dead kind of like a, a Spanish, you know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. that oh, okay. setting, yeah. you know what I mean? I think there's room to explore. Um, yeah, sure. I I mean like. Theros is a really good kind of like that's my I was going to say, I would have like, said, if you'd asked me before, I, I loved, I used to love Greek mythology and stuff as a kid. I would have said that in yeah. a heartbeat. I was super hyped when they first announced Theros back in 2013 or whatever it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like coming up with something from scratch, I've never been like that good of like that creative of a person to be like, oh, this isn't something I've really kind of thought about. But like, the, I think like the more I think about the Luchador set, I'm just like, yeah, that could be something cool. But like, not like, <laughs> so not I like an unsettled. Yeah, like not like an unset, you know what I mean? Like do mm-hmm. like a Spanish based set, but just take it seriously, kind of like with all the lore that they have. Yeah, based sure. Like it's, it's not it's not really Spanish mythology, oh, but that that kind of yeah, a that, Viking that set. Sense. I'd love to see a Viking set. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean we're on. definitely going to see Viking set. Yeah. We're definitely going to see Viking set. There's like a bunch of trademarks that Wizards of uh, or that Hasbro has filed on, like you know things as fjord, fjord, blarg, plane and plane chase or something. It's something like that. Like it's definitely going. Yeah, we, we're going to see Viking. You know, set very, very you know soon, the famous Twitchy Mo Pog champ. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll say Pjorg champ sometimes and try to convince people that that's how they say it in Sweden. I'm like, yeah, that's how they. That's Pjorg, 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 Pjorg champ. That sounds like something. That sounds like something someone in age of mythology says if you tell them to go clean up a tree. <laughs> they go Pjorg champ. Pjorg champ. <laughs> uh, you got one for us, Dennis. Man, I'm trying to think. Viking sets are really like a god, like, yeah, especially like the recent God of War game and stuff. Like, oh. Very strong. Yeah. I wonder if you could go like a little further out. Like if you could have like. Uh, I don't mean like an alien set. I'm just now I'm just operating in the you know PlayStation 4 exclusive video game world, mm. where you have like a normal world or like you know like a prehistoric fantasy world mm-hmm. that has like this outside influence of technology. Like I'm talking like Horizon Zero Dawn, okay, that kind of thing where you like you still have spears, but you have like I know Magic can't have, doesn't really have guns, but you have like this like technocratic kind of thing, or you can just go super like way out and do like actual cyberpunk. I don't think Magic. No, I, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't enjoy cyberpunk, but I know what you like. Horizon Zero Dawn, where there's sort of like uh, you know, kind of like a weird take on Phyrexia, where it's like there's yeah, a, not not Phyrexia, Phyrexia, sorry, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Mirrodin, Mirrodin, where it's like there's a lot of there's sort of like a lot of uh, constructs, uh, a lot of like metal, a lot of that sort of stuff, but it's still you know, it's sort of like. Uh, Mirrodin slash Zendikar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I think that'd be extremely cool, yeah. Do you have um, one that you would I'm trying to think as well. Mine you? would definitely be his, like historically based. I was trying to think like kind of Age of Sail type stuff. I like that kind of, uh, you know, the... But then that, that was kind of done with Ixalan. Um, yeah, that's kind you know, of... The that's Lost Explorers World. and Pirates and stuff. Explorers, Pirates, that sort of thing. That, that's that's already, it's already kind of been done. Um, and so I don't know something to do with exploration, something to do with like uh, discovering. Um, but then again, that's kind of already been done a little bit with with Zendikar, you know. Um, so I think they've kind of already touched upon a lot of the um, maybe maybe sort of sixteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth century. You know, when 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 everyone was wielding rapiers and had like big ruffs and silly hats and mm. that sort of stuff. You know, like, like a three musketeers of, kind of thing. Yeah, there you go. So that's even a little bit later into the 17th century, that sort of thing. I think that'd be well, very that's kind cool. Of, that's kind of like Innistrad, just not horror themed, right? Yeah, Innistrad all right, all right. Ooh, yeah. I like Innistrad, but not horror. Yeah. So it's 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 the like Tudor, you know, like a Tudor set. Or have you ever read uh, Lies of Loch Lamora? No. No. Okay. No. Well. Okay. Well, that <laughs> that setting. Actually, I think no, I would no, love no. to see like a setting. Oops, I just hit my mic. I'd um, like I'd like to change my answer, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've already kind of done uh, mythology, folklore, that sort of stuff with Throne of Eldraine and before that, Lorwyn. Let's just go deep on Scottish mythology. 
like Scottish history, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like highlands, it's mountains, it's forests, it's lakes, it's uh, it's it's blokes in kilts chucking logs about. It's mm. uh, you know all the all the the the, the Pictish uh, folk tales and monsters and and heroes and all that sort of stuff, right? And constantly struggling against the you know the greatest foe that the world has ever seen, mm-hmm. the English. <laughs> I'm digging. Okay. Yes, I'm I in. love that the the evil empire to the south that yeah. is constantly encroaching. You know, there's like woad and there's kilts, and yeah, I love it. I'd love that. Yeah. Can I tell you, talking about Scottish um, folklore, which has a lot of overlap with Irish folklore, obviously. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you my favorite Scottish, or sorry, my favorite Irish like folk tale myth? Go on. All right, strap in, boys, for mm-hmm. the salmon of knowledge. All right. <laughs> yeah. So the salmon of knowledge is about a magical salmon. Sorry, it's an ordinary salmon who lives in a well, all right? Okay. And it eats nine hazelnuts that fell into the well of wisdom. Okay, wait, normal compared to what? Like other salmon? No, it's just an ordinary salmon. It's a salmon like like you would buy in a store today. Okay. Because already you're not a normal salmon if you live in a well, not in a river. Yeah. That's true. It's yeah. wandered into this well somehow through somehow. through through like in a in a in a prequel, I guess that has not been near written. Yeah, I think you can wander. You know what? Someone put him in a jar <laughs> and then he was let out into a well <laughs> so he could live out a fulfilled life. Yeah, anyway, go on. Yeah, sorry. That's so good. Anyway, so nine hazelnuts fall into the well from these nine trees that are around it, and the salmon eats them all, just gobbles them all up, right? Yeah. Okay. And then Probably. by this act, the salmon gains all of the world's knowledge, obviously. And the first person to eat the salmon gains the world's knowledge. And this dude catches it or whatever, and he's he's like cooking it for his master or whatever, and he's frying the salmon over the fire. And he like he goes to touch it to see if it's done. It burns his um, it burns his hand. And he's like ah, and he like sucks to like the hand to like make himself feel better because it hurts. And that's how he gains all of the all of the salmon salmon knowledge in the world. End of myth. Wow. So there's not even him like going and looking up like the you know Tetzlato numbers and winning the lottery or anything else like that. No, like, no, he no. Knows and what for the rest be. of his journey, that that hero Fion would have to suck on his thumb to access world knowledge. <laughs> oh, because there's still little bits of salmon juice yes. left on his thumb. Oh, that's yes. good. I like that part. That's really good. Wow. What Irish a, what a... myths are weird. There's another yeah. way. Just there's an, there's an Irish myth where the, the same hero, I think, Finn McCool. Is this Finn McCool? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say I knew it was Finn McCool. Yeah, he fights like in in this myth, our grandish hero kills a dog with a stick that's the whole myth it's <laughs> wow. just animal cruelty oh, in which Finn McCool perpetrates minor Literally crimes beats a dog to death in the street with a stick and it's kind of a big dog I guess but still that's it. <laughs> it, doesn't matter. it doesn't matter how big it is oh, is it just like a okay. domestic dog I think it's like I think I, I, I don't remember. I, we did this in like primary school when I was like seven or eight, so I'm sure mm. it was like a Cujo type situation. But yeah. in my head, it's just a dog, and he kills it. And the town people, townspeople are like, "Woo!" Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, fa- okay. In fairness to Finn McCool, he also did a bunch of other very cool stuff. He had like a glowing sword, and he had you know he he, he like cut about in a horse, like rescuing people and stuff. Like he did have a lot of. There was a lot of different adventures he had. Yeah, but now it's coming out in his teen years. This dude was yeah. a little problematic, yeah. stealing fish, beating dogs beating to death. Dogs you know? to death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. All right, well, let's keep cracking on here. We've got a question from Jay Last Wheel. Who are the best heels and or faces in MTG, uh, either story or community? Let's do community because that's much juicier. Uh, who are the best heels and faces in MTG recently? Hmm. Who's like a tip, like a typical... I mean, so t- f- first of all, for those... Teferi's for those, a heel. Hang on, hang on, hang on. For first of all, for, for people who aren't 
wrestle wrestle boys yeah. like uh, yeah like you two people aren't sort of necessarily into <laughs> into wrestling yeah uh, a heel is uh, like a, a, a bad, bad guy. guy like someone yeah. a prototypical yes. villain yeah. a villain and and a face is like a hero yes okay but it's like right. in kayfabe it's like for the purpose of like the show yeah yes all right um, let's not do story because that's boring. Let's just do the actual community. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Name right. names. Yeah. Let's name some names. And do you know who I'm going to put up as a as a heel? Yeah. Who's that? LSV. Luis Scott Vargas. He's actually a heel. Co-founder of the website that we are producing this podcast for. He's actually a heel. He disguises (laughs) it really well, right? Mm -hmm. But he's actually, like, he goes around, he niggles at people. He's like, oh, I've got this little joke I'm going to make at your expense. Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, and then I'm going to beat you because I'm one of the best players in the world at Magic as well. Mm -hmm. But everyone goes for him. He's like, I don't know if there is a a, a wrestling equivalent, but I think Luis is actually, like, the lovable. He's the heel that you all cheer for. Is there a lovable heel in wrestling on him? I mean, Chris Jericho. Like yeah, that's pretty good. That's good. Um, I would argue that uh, people like Rock, Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Rock, that's I knew you were going to say it. I knew it was coming. Yeah, John myself. Cena maybe. <laughs> John Cena barely even wrestles anymore. What about the yeah. Undertaker? No. Is he still up to? Is he still burying people in the in in the canvas? <laughs> oh, no, you know no. who I don't like? It's that it's that that uh, that that big big Hulk Hogan fellow. Oh, he's uh, no good. Yeah. But I mean like he's a racist, so Oh, okay. So he's, he's not even like a kayfabe heel. He's yeah. just like an actual he's heel. Just, All right. actual yeah. asshole, it could yeah. be worse. He could have perpetually wet hair like Roman Reigns though. Yeah, that's true. Um oh, man, in the community, LSV, yeah, I, I would say like LSV's like but not as antagonistic. Like I guess he's I've had people. I've he's had pretty people, antagonistic. To I've had people like, come you, up you, to you. You don't work with him as much as we do, but yeah, he's pretty yeah. antagonistic. Because I've had people describe me as playfully antagonistic. I would agree that, with that. That's probably how you want to. Yeah, there you LSV, go. That's right? what. Like, that's what else like. Yeah. Sure. yeah, like he teases you, but you know that it's never malicious, right? Yeah, I would yeah. hope. Anyway, yeah. Who's well, the face? Who's the one you want to all root for? Oh, I mean, like, there's uh, an easy answer to this one. Who's the cuisine dude? Oh, Gucci. Yeah, yeah. Gucci actually. That's a good one. That's that I was going to say like Reed Duke is obviously just the Reed easy Duke's answer to that one. one but yeah. actually Mangucci is Mangucci's a great answer. Always got a smile on his face. Always a lovely fella to hang out with. Yeah. Also, Dominguez as well? Yeah, I was going to say the guy who just I know I'm bad with names, but I was like But card names 2011, yeah, no yeah, problem. Yeah. Nail magic cards forever, but yeah, names yeah. I'm bad with. Yeah, the guy who won the I mean, Pro Dominguez, Tour. Yeah. With Embercleave. Yep. The Embercleave dude. That's I just associate people with like cards. I'm like, oh, it's yeah. the, it's the ex. Oh, Embercleaveman. <laughs> Embercleaveman, yeah. Embercleave. But you, Embercleave. You, you, get, you get off, you text a girlfriend, yeah, I just did this podcast with a far seeking bribery guy. It was <laughs> yeah. cool. <laughs> well, who who are some other heels maybe then? Do you know who's a heel for me is Toffel? Yeah. Your friend Toffel. Like Toffle. one of my best mates. Oh, he's such a nasty boy, that man. <laughs> I'd say he's Dennis is a heel. A, Dennis is a heel. Oh, I'm a Dennis heel. Is a heel. Yeah, I don't know why. I've, I don't know why I've never seen that before. Dennis is like absolutely if a heel. I was ever to be a wrestler, I would love. Heel is the thing I would love to be. Oh, oh for sure. Oh, I would love it. Chew the scenery. Cream rises to the top. Yeah, oh. dude. Make people boo you. Like to get people to really <laughs> boo you. You know, <laughs> to get them to you really, really have to have got in there. Yeah, yeah. you got. Yeah. You're like. I mean, it's free real estate in their head, right? Like it's just like, oh man. That just to have that power over people, it's not even like I get it. Like, I guess actors go through the same thing where it's like, oh, I really hated your character and show X or whatever. And it's like, mm. that's the end goal. Thanks. Right? Yeah. yeah. But it's just, oh, man, 
Oof. There's a great there's a great bit where Alan Rickman, uh, rest in peace, I love him, talks about um he's talking to some kid and the kid comes up and is like um why do you always play such bad people? And Alan Rickman Alan Rickman looks at him and goes I don't play bad people I play very interesting characters <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to dude. this like six year old yeah like I mean villains are always just more I am like I've always been a person who loves a good villain and I hate it when oh the for villain, sure I hate it when the villain loses. Because I feel like so most most media, <laughs> yeah. So it's like most media for me is like very hard to digest. I'm just like I just want to see somebody. I mean, like obviously in my media, I don't want to see like a real villain, like someone be a real piece of. Shit. Like I'm just like I just want to. I want my media to have good villains, and I like it when mm. like the good guys lose and stuff like that. I love that. Yeah, it makes mm. it, it definitely makes it more interesting yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, as far as magic on. goes, like yeah, I don't. I think that we got we kind of nailed it to be honest. All right, well, let's move on here. The next question comes from Frozen Joshical. Uh, specifically for you, Adam. Adam, you seem like a natural when it comes to games. What started you down the gaming road and what is your greatest challenge when it comes to games? Addendum question. How much did you pay Frozen Joshical to <laughs> submit this question? <laughs> That's actually me. I wrote the question. Yeah. On one, of your, on one of your sock puppets there, mate. Yeah. You know, one of your Russian bots. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily... Like, I have a reputation of playing, like kind of hard stuff mm. um but soul souls-esque games yeah or just games. like like taking stuff and making it harder on purpose just to do it kind of thing oh, like no, i'm the opposite man i will sit i will sit and cha- the first thing i do when i open up a game is change the easy the change the difficulty setting to easy yeah. I'm busy. No, I, play, I, I, play, I play games on hard by default yeah. no 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 i'm but busy it's like, I got things to do um like the big things are like i did have you ever played darkest dungeon Mm-hmm. yeah um so i played through that game on the hardest difficulty but without torches without the torch mechanic like all the way through and there's a bunch of stuff that happens that makes it so much harder and it's hard to explain but like the best way i can put it is like if you're playing darkest dungeon torchless um it's like you're rolling the dice a thousand times and you have to win 900 of the dice rolls and the dice are weighted against you yeah Jeez. so and that took me like four months to do of like streaming like i would stream it every day and, and you took, did it. Yeah, I did it eventually. That's insane. There's also, I can't beat Darkest Dungeon on, on like the basic easy with, with torches. Wow, that's insane. And then there's a game called I Wanna Be the Boshy. Yeah. Which is like a yeah, super like popular a, like, um, fan made game. Like yeah. Bullet Hell. It's, right? kind of, it's like it's like I wanna be the guy, right? That's yeah. the whole Yeah. And I beat that just like last year. I think last year is when I did it Jeez. at the beginning of the year. Wow, so, I just I couldn't do it, man. I don't um, have patience. Anyway, what got me started, I don't know, just I fell into it as a kid. I just picked up we had an atari 2600 i remember um playing games like river raid and adventure and um and then it just kind of just kept going from there like none in my family was into it like my brothers and my sister um sometimes played but i was always the one that was like this is the thing i want to do like i love doing this and uh i don't know i don't remember like an actual like start you know what i mean like just kind of happened um greatest challenge as far as like i've stopped playing things like as i've gotten i guess it happens when you get older but you just stop real you start realizing it's like no one cares if you beat this thing on hard yeah no one gives a like just no people don't care and it's like such a waste of my time here's something ridiculous that that might entertain you what i used to do way way back this is before auto save so this is in like grand theft auto 3 in grand theft auto like vice city and that sort of thing right I would reload the game whenever I was busted or wasted, 
because there was something that kept track of it in your stats how many times you'd been busted or wasted, right? Zero, and I wanted it to yeah. be zero. Yeah. No one ever looked at that stat apart from me, but mm. I always would reload. And there's no auto saves. Like I'd have to sometimes I'd miss out on like hours of gameplay if I just happened to get like four stars randomly while I'm driving around, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just did that, and I wasted so much of my adolescence yeah. on like replaying things because I, I wanted that zero there, and no one saw it. Gamers are weird, dude. Like, um, you want to know what my biggest gaming crime is? Um, when I was younger, uh, I couldn't uh, beat um, on Goldeneye on the N64. You had to like beat the levels under certain times to unlock um, the cheat codes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used a pro action replay to unlock the in- in- invincibility cheat on the facility because you had to beat it in like two, two minutes and five seconds or something like that. And I used a pro action replay to beat it and then told my brother that I did it legit. Oh. Yeah. Shame on you. Because I was too embarrassed to admit that I had cheated. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. You had that, that, that's, that one's for you and St. Peter, man. That's not for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible, man. Like, the, yeah. I, the cheating, whatever, but the telling your brother, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. Have you told him since? Have you come clean? No, I don't think so. How do you have that weighing on your conscience? <laughs> I, don't know, I just forget sleep about at it. Night. <laughs> just I don't I know. just I mean, bury no, it deep down. Yeah. Well, no, Adam's bro- Adam's brother actually passed away in a tragic uh, forest jar incident, so it doesn't actually come up all that often. <laughs> oh man, that is that is that is too much. But yeah, that's that's my big thing. Jeez. All right, we All got right. A, we got a social engineering question here from uh, Camille Kubiak. Yeah, yeah, this one adapted a, adapted a little bit here from Camille's tweet. Go on. Yeah, you editor, you're at, you're at a table with the other two people on the podcast. You have a zero one creature without defender. Who would you attack first? So this is purely to send a message. For, I was going to say, we'll all say them at the same time. Oh. Okay, let's all say it at the same time. Three, two, one. Dennis. Riley. Riley. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? oh yes. <laughs> yeah, Riley. It would upset you more. For sure. Yeah. Based on your, on your your reaction alone, there yeah. answers the question as to why. Bullies, like Riley, bullies are always looking for a reaction, and I know I, I would get a reaction out of you if I attacked you with a zero. Look at an EDH tape without being unfairly targeted. Oh, right. oh right. my goodness! Yeah, I can't right. believe this. From, from two of my favorite people on earth, as well, no less. Yeah. What a betrayal! Top ten anime betrayal. Top ten anime betrayal. Let's make a sprint for the finish here. Monkey Rama asks, "What is your favorite moment from Magic Fest or other Magic event?" Meeting these two. Oh, yeah. that's sweet. Uh, my favorite time, Dennis, is when I was with you and someone stopped us to ask for a photo. This has happened to you twice, once with Wedge and once with me. Someone yes. stopped to ask for, for a photo and I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, no worries. Straightened my tie. And the guy looked at me and said, oh, no, no, sorry. I meant with Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think about that every night when I go to sleep. Yeah, oh, I bet you do. So good. I bet oh, you do. Oh, so. man. <laughs> that's so good. It's so unfair. Uh, it's Actually, it, it's worse that it happened with Dennis because anyone else... It would have been fine, oh, right? Dennis is a Dennis no is point, a, right? And also, Dennis is insufferable when he has the upper hand, right? <laughs> oh, like he's just like he—he's yeah. the type of person that will just like, yup. Perfect. You remember that time that somebody like he keeps bringing it up, and it's just like, yes, we get it. You're cool. I <laughs> mean, that was gonna be my one if you didn't bring it up. So that's <laughs> uh, no, I had to get in there first. G- genuine, just get, getting real for a moment. My favorite moment and moments overall at events like Magic Fest and stuff in the community is. Is the bits outside the games? It's like mm. it's sitting in the hotel lobby at like one a.m. Not even playing magic, just like sitting with people that you know only because of this game that we all share, like you two, and sitting there and talking or like chatting in an Uber on the way to the event. That kind of stuff. These little pockets of like 
interaction with human beings that are facilitated through our connection of all playing mm. this great game mm. together that that genuinely and I know it's corny and I uh, and yeah, like, it's not as funny especially, especially after Adam just called me like the biggest jerk on earth it's kind of, it's kind <laughs> of a weird a weird turn oh come but on genuinely, people have called you worse that's true <laughs> Denise for example um, um, if we, well okay if we're gonna have to you know bring it down to that level of like earnest seriousness I also have to mention TOEFL winning a mythic championship because oh, that sure. was literally the best magic memory I've ever had in my entire life like there's I a was, clip you can watch you Riley sprints on stage I actually just and, watched that clip like just saw a little while ago a couple weeks ago or something like that it was oh my goodness what yeah, what a weekend! I was I was sicker. I was sick as a dog. I was so unwell. I had the flu. I'd I'd, I'd been up all night with like fever dreams and stuff. And then Toffle one, I ran on stage. I like gave him a big smooch, made him sick as well, which was fantastic. But mm-hmm. that, what like what? Oh, jeez. Snug what a weekend! Snuggle been in his finest hour. <laughs> <him the> <laughs> it's like you think you won? No, you won a cold, my friend. You won the flu. All right, um, human human ass Athenes asks, "What OG Theros block card are you missing in Theros Beyond Death?" Adam's already answered that. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, easy. Yeah. Already, dude. I was hoping yeah. they were going to reprint it. <laughs> James Basquell asks, "What is your favorite part of playing Limited?" This is contentious because Adam and I love Limited, and rightly yeah. you don't. Yeah, my favorite part of playing Limited is not doing it. Yeah, it's it's like asking what your favorite part of a movie is, and you say the credits. Yeah, I don't. I don't no, I don't because if it's the credits, you've already watched the film. Like, I don't like playing Limited. Limited is hard, and it's still like testing. I like actually that's true. I like drafting. Yeah, I, I like drafting is the best part. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah that's okay. Uh, see, I, I don't mind drafting. Camp that I love. I love drafting, but I think playing the games is more fun. Because I don't know, but I, I think I think people do undervalue how much fun limited games are. People are like, oh, yeah. like something a lot of people, a lot of like old school Magic players do, and like entrenchment players do is they'll draft and then like they'll just like look at their decks and be like, oh, you would have won. Let's just go to dinner. And I'm like, oh. oh, Oh, that makes me sick. That's really good. So efficient. This is Adam's equivalent of, like, this is to Adam as cracking packs for no value as to Marshall. I like, yeah, James is the same way, like, he will do, sorry, James Turner. He will be like, oh, I just want to draft and then we'll just, like, show each other our decks and then move on. I'm like, no, I want to play. I want to see how the cards work. And, like, sometimes I get a sweet deck and I want to, like, play it, you know? No, man. Limited sucks. Limited's too hard. It's too skill testing. And nah, nah. I'm too. I'm. I'm I, I'd prefer to play EDH, where you know you can just do dumb stuff and not get punished for your mistakes, unless you're getting unfairly targeted by everyone at the table. <laughs> well, we did just both hit you for zero, so. All right, boys. Well, let's, look. Let's put a. Let's put a bar on. Let's finish things up here. This is a question coming from E Z Bake, who asks, "What makes you love Magic: The Gathering?" For me, it's kind of like any game that I play that I get really into, and it's the people mm. that I play it with that's more mm-hmm. yeah that's it's kind of like what i was saying earlier that's what i was going to say too yeah i mean it's cliche to say like it's not about magic it's about the gathering right like it's just mm. like i think that that's with any game it's like if the people you're playing with are fun and you're engaged um or whatever it's like it just drives up the enjoyment for me obviously immensely and like i've been very lucky like i've i've been afforded more opportunities than this game like magic has afforded me more opportunities than i think i would ever have yeah. dreamt oh would yeah be possible. and i'm in exactly I'm exactly the oh, same me too. Like, for all three of us right like we've yeah. all kind of just been like i was uh, two years ago i didn't really have anything to do with magic the gathering and now like i got to do mm. friday nights and i got to do command zone and i got to do the pre pre-releases now and it's just like what is this like hot streak? Well, I was right? hoping this podcast would have made that list, but whatever. That's by the way. Yeah, that's fine. Maybe, maybe one day, Dennis. Maybe one day. Yeah, no. Look, I'm in exactly the same position. Like, I was just a, you know, I just started playing it kind of on a whim because some friends introduced me to it, and now, like, 
you know, I make my entire living off yeah. this stupid card game that we all love so much. And uh, I guess that's I probably think- my the, the thing that makes me love it is the opportunities that it, it, it affords me, the opportunity to, to express myself in the content that I make and, and you know, with stuff like Arena Boys or stuff like this podcast, hang out with friends and, and share some of the joy that I get from people like, uh, you know, Toffel and Jamin and, um, yeah, with, uh, you know, with, with other people. Um, and I get to travel. I get to see the the game being played at 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 its at its very best by the best players in the world. And of course, yeah, I made a bunch of, of really great friends. One of whom is 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 on this call with me right now. And and there's Dennis here too as well. So. Woof woof woof! I saw it coming a mile away. Yeah. Still hurt. Oh man, yeah. I saw that train. Uh, I saw that train. Oh all. dude, uh, my favorite thing probably, and this is something we talked about in the podcast before, is the way it's taught me to look at other games and at my life and at the mm, world mm. this like oh, this great, like yeah. hyper analytical problem solving make the right play kind of thing yep. optimization thing. now that we've talked about as well that is a double-edged sword and you can go too far on that and can it can ruin other games for you, you can even like turn like uh, for a time in my life i wrote an article about this a long time ago it made me very obsessive mm. and it really did some damage to my mental health genuinely like it made mm. me more obsessive but um since then i've learned to like i mean this is years ago i've learned to curb that and harness that i think and the the analytical skills that magic has taught me have proved invaluable in my life outside mm. the game mm. and that's something I, I you know that's something i definitely didn't get out of all those t- hours i spent playing call of duty modern warfare 2 when i was in high school you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah i think all three of the, the answers like we i think we all kind of fall into each of those categories that we've highlighted like we all you know have made have, have built incredible relationships thanks to magic we've all you know been afforded opportunities to travel and and, and meet people and express ourselves through the game and as you say dennis well we've all had our thinking changed our philosophies and our ways of life and that sort of stuff touched by magic and yeah i mean but it's interesting that we all bring up points that are relevant i think for the three of us as as things that we we love about the game yeah that's that's very cool i think yeah it's like it's bizarre i don't know it's just even still to this day thinking about like being able to go to magic fests and meet you guys and just like it's wild how something so simple it's like it's just a card game right mm. like it's like yeah and it's given us all these it's given us a way completely to completely change our lives parent yeah. and like not only yeah. like that but just like oh it's incredible yeah all right well look let's leave it there uh adam Thanks so much for coming on Scrimey River. Oh, thanks, a lot. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is a lot of it's, fun. You, you can tell we had fun because we doubled the length of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So whenever we have any other guests on now and we don't go for this long, you'll know that oh, you are wow. still But the also that, that if you do do this long of an episode with other guests, then I'll be upset. Like you're screwed if you're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, right? No, because oh, yeah. no, no, no. Because if we're, Cause if you we're do, not damned. If you, if you talk to somebody longer than you talk to me, then I'll be upset. Yeah, but we're not going to do that. Because you're our number one, and you always will be. You're a special boy, Adam, all right? And also, I don't want to have to edit another bloody hour and a half podcast as well, so that'll be the other I know reason. Feature length, baby. If anybody understands, yeah. I'm like, yep, you have to edit an yeah. hour and a half podcast. Yeah, look. But no, look, thanks for coming on the show. Maybe we'll, you know, we'll, ha- we'll, we'll wait for the cool-down retimer to reset, and then, and then maybe we'll have you on again at some point with more questions. But uh, th- yeah. thanks so much for finding the time. It's, it's been a lot of fun to hang out. Yeah, no problem. Is there anything so. you want to plug, Adam? Where can people find you? Uh, yeah, I stream at twitch.tv slash cbats. It's S-E-A-B-A-T-S. Um, I do that every morning at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, currently playing through Dragon Quest Eleven. I've been on a big JRPG oh. quick kick. How 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 are Dragon Quests 1 through 10? I don't know. Didn't play any of them. Skipped it. Uh, not a purist. No. Wow. Okay. Mm-mm. Not, not a, a real gamer. Not a real fake gamer. Yeah. Fake gamer, gamer card, please. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter, too. So... 
Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You also catch me at Loading Ready Run. Uh, I do a bunch of stuff on YouTube for them and also at twitch.tv slash Loading Ready Run. Uh, they run the Twitch channel more like a TV station. We have a bunch of different shows. Mm. Um, and yeah, we do the pre pre-releases. We do Friday nights. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Sweet. Make sure you go and follow Adam on Twitter as well, at uh, CBATS. And Twitter, of course, is... Oh, sorry, yeah. at uh, Wake Up Super, excuse yeah. me. At Wake Up Super. Yeah. Um, and while you're on Twitter... Go and visit Dennison. There's an easy way to get to Dennis's uh, Twitter profile. Just go to RileyKnight.com and it'll take you straight there. <laughs> no, it's uh, halfhousehistory.com. Oh, sorry, halfhousehistory.com and it'll take you straight there. Uh, that's amazing. And, uh, you, you can, uh, that was, yeah, that's true. You can send in uh, questions, queries, or or, uh, or quandaries that you have for us to answer next week. Next week, we will resume uh, regular programming. Uh, if you th- if there's a guest that you'd like to have on the show, make sure to tag them on Twitter. Tell them that you'd like us to, to be on the show. We'll reach out to them as well and see if we can get uh, get that particular uh, stew on the fire. We'll see how we go there. Um, but uh, I think we're done for this week, boys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. A uh, special thank you, of course, goes to Channel Fireball for sponsoring the show once again. And, of course, to Joachim Karud, who has just released a new album. Go what? and listen to it. It's so, so, so good. He's one of the best musical uh, artists on the planet. I'm such a big fan of his work. But thank you so much, Joachim Karud, for the use of, uh, of the song uh, Shine, which is our theme, our theme music. And he's got a bunch of great free music you can go and listen to uh, right now. Uh, now that you finish this podcast, you're free to go and do that. Go and do that with the rest of, for the rest of the day. Anyway, we're done. Dennis, any any closing remarks for you, my friend? No, thank you for joining us. Keep, please keep your questions and uh, comments and power moves coming in, and we'll see you next time. All right, take care of yourselves, and uh, we'll see you uh, again next week for another Scrimy River. <laughs>